Now, a radio show dedicated to the genius of the Declaration of Divine Right, constitutionally preserved by our forefathers. The right to protect yourself and your loved ones from force, aggression, crime, and the tyranny of an overbearing, power-hungry government class. The right to bear arms, guaranteed in the Second Amendment to the United States Constitution, the greatest and most enduring blueprint for governance ever devised by man. This amendment enshrines the proposition that the right to keep and bear arms devolves upon us from God and not government. Now, the Second Amendment Radio Show with your hosts, Bill Robinson and Ralph Esposito. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Second Amendment Show. This is your host, Ralph Esposito, with that fearless co-host, Bill Robinson. Yay! Yay! And of course, that daunting and handsome, debonair gentleman at the controls, Doc. Aw, shucks, thanks. You're welcome. So, you know, there's there's 12 uh, women governors in in uh, the country, uh-huh. okay? And then there's uh, the other 38 states. Uh, I hear that dinner is on the table on time. Wow. ba dum <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Keep those cards and letters, folks. That actually came from Saturday Night Live. It wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> All right. I'd like to mention the Nutcracker. The Nutcracker is a great place for breakfast, lunch, or dinner. They have great specials, homemade soups, and a private party room where you can uh, have a baby shower, birthday party, uh, club meeting. Uh, they have adult beverages. So they have. Uh, it's a great place. Uh, prices are... <laughs> Reasonable, considering what everything is today. Uh, check him out at 2159 Empire Boulevard. That's in Webster. That's 585-671-4353 if you'd like to give him a call. Um, folks, you're, you will, uh, you'll enjoy the food. And uh, please, they're one of our advertisers, so stop in and tell them that you heard about them on the show. All right, we have, I believe, uh, Eric Platt. Yeah, he's coming up with us shortly here. Okay, so you got, a, first guess you got a couple of things you want to talk about. Yeah, Paloma Capana today, too. So yes. That's, that's the plan, anyway, for both. Uh, yeah, a couple of things. The Democrat Party uh, is up to their games again, and they're not going to leave us alone on the gun issues, Second Amendment issues. Uh, they would like to pass a law to ban us from buying ammunition out of state. You see that? I don't know if you caught that, Doc. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. so they're trying to stop us. It'll be like you're, enforce. you're in, a, you're in a, yeah. another state and you exceed the speed limit in that state and New York gets to arrest you. Yeah. May I see your passport? Do you have anything that yeah. you wish to declare? <laughs> and then, of course, they want, if you're uh, a new gun buyer, they want you to take, uh, they're trying to get that in, uh, take a hunter safety course and have a hunting license to be able to buy a gun, a shotgun, or a rifle. Oh, my God. That's the latest thing. So they're looking at that right now. Yep. And Anything they can do to harass you so that you don't want a gun anymore. Yeah. Yeah, but well, they're making everything super difficult. Well, so, yeah. Yeah, so they're not stopping. They're not leaving us alone, and we're still on standby. We're waiting to get in the Second Circuit District Court and present both of our cases, the Antioch and Gazola case. Uh, both of those cases, we're still waiting to get... Uh, into uh, an open 
forum here and get it right, get this done and get this resolved. We think we can clean their clocks. And of course, the other issue is the semi-automatic bans. When they passed the Safe Act years ago, they basically banned about forty-eight semi-automatic rifles in the state of New York. We think we can beat them on that. They had uh, that's unconstitutional what they got away with on the Safe they do Act. All kinds of unconstitutional yeah. stuff. So we want to get our semi-automatics that's, back again. That's their trademark. Uh, they're good. You know, I was down in Pennsylvania the other day, and of course, you can buy anything right on the shelf, no problem. You know, there's no issues down there. But of course, the, the problem that you have when you drive yeah. to Pennsylvania, you know, you're driving along, you have to duck, you know, and, and swerve out of the way so you don't run over the dead bodies that are laying all over the place because of their much more permissive gun laws. Oh yeah, uh huh. Because <laughs> that's 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 what Albany yeah. says is going to happen here in New York. Oh yeah. If uh, if uh, Governor Bucky Beaver doesn't get her way, uh, you know the, the well, bodies are just, they're just going to stack them. Well, let's see now. Uh, look at the stats, the crime stats of any of our cities in the state of New York, and that's exactly what we got. We got war zones. They're Democrat. Criminal war zones, Democrat gun crimes are, coming in from Pennsylvania. Yeah, Democrat gun crimes are being committed in our cities throughout the state of New York daily. Multiple crimes daily, gun crimes by the Democrat uh, constituency, and she won't deal with her own. I find that very interesting. But yet she's harassing, haranguing the gun shop owners, which is the first line of defense the community has. You know, they screen out these nutcases from getting guns if they try it the legal way, right? And who is she after? Second, the state police after them. You know, the gun shops, right? right. Shut them down throughout the state. Yeah, the, the, the law-abiding people who like the Second Amendment and like our, uh, you know, our right to keep, you know, keep and bear arms, that's what she's against. And it's not about public safety. It's about control. All of these issues, I mean, from plastic bags to, yeah. uh, uh, you know, uh, giving all kinds of civil rights to illegal uh, immigrants— Aliens, yeah. Aliens, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's it's all about control. It's a, it's about they they hate the middle class. They hate hate they basically look around the studio. This is who they hate. Oh, white absolutely. males, oh, Christians, yeah. conservatives. Well, they're, t- they're targeting yeah, exactly white males and Christians and uh, yep. yeah, Republican conservatives. That's who uh, these new gun laws, especially the gun laws, were designed to affect instead of their own constituency. Who's committing all the crimes? And, and, so this is what's going on. And then, of course, this background check on ammunition. I wonder how many people in the last year or so got a background check in the city of Rochester before they bought some nine millimeters. Oh, you mean from uh, Vito up on the uh, Cuba place (laughs) out of the yellow El Dorado? Yeah, Yeah. how many of them had background checks on ammunition? They had a 4473 right there on his his padded roof. Yeah. So it's all all a scam. It's it's fraud. And they're getting away with it, folks. You better wake up because the Democrat Party is getting away with this outright fraud. They're protecting the criminal element throughout the state of New York and the country, by the way. They're protecting the criminals. And they're after law-abiding citizens day and night. More scams to take our guns away. More scams to to uh, restrict us. More scams to uh, to take away our rights. Yeah, all across the boards. Our yeah. Constitution and our Bill of Rights. I mean, they've already they've already attempted to take away our First Amendment rights of free speech. Yep. Especially yep. during the pandemic, they clamped down anyone who didn't have uh, you know the same point of view as them. Yeah. Exactly. So. So anyway, our first guest should be Eric Pratt. 
Yep. Can you grab him? I'll, you want to take a break, yeah. or do you want me to? Talk? All right, yeah. Let's go for a quick break here. Sure. All righty, uh, Ralph. You got something there you want to share with us? Absolutely. I want to mention the Village Barber Shop in Fairport. Ted is a master barber. Uh, folks, he does a great haircut, and his motto is "Spend 15, look like a million." The Village Barber Shop is located at. 36 North Main Street in Fairport. You can give them a call for an appointment, 585-388-0141. That's 388-0141. And, of course, I have to mention Rosie's Italian Cafe. Rosie's is a great place for Italian food. They're open uh, for lunch and dinner. You can give them a call at 585-385-5600, 385-5600. You can dine in, take out, you can make reservations, which is probably not a bad idea because they do get busy some nights. And they're located at 2133 Five Mile Line Road. That's just south of the Four Corners and Penfield. All right, Ralph Esposito back in the house. We're glad to have him here on Second Amendment Radio on the WYCL stations. Don't go away. Rock on, Harley Davidson and Rock on Power Sports, West Henrietta Road. Shop the greatest selection of legendary Harleys and save big on a wide array of used bikes. And Rock On Power Sports has rides from Honda, Kawasaki, and Yamaha. Rock On has a helpful staff to save you big money. The Rock On Service Department has expert technicians and a great supply of parts to get and keep you on two wheels. WYSL listeners get $500 off used motorcycles while supplies last. Rock On has side-by-sides, ATVs, and jet boats, too. Anything that's fun and goes fast. On and off-road and on the water, shop the all-new Rock On first. Rock On Harley-Davidson and Rock On Motorsports, 2600 West Henrietta Road. Open Tuesday through Saturday. Call 424-2120. Visit rockonharleydavidson.com. Proudly sponsoring the Second Amendment show on WYSL, Turnbull Manufacturing Company. Not only performing faithful, accurate restoration of vintage firearms, now Turnbull is a federally licensed manufacturer of new firearms, including our own line of Colt-style single-action revolvers and Winchester-style rifles. Our expert gunsmiths hand-fit our firearms using period-correct finishes. New or restored, a firearm from Turnbull is one you'll be proud to own, display, and use. Visit our beautiful showroom on 5 and 20 in Bloomfield, Open weekdays 8 to 4.30. Check TurnbullMFG.com. Unexpected noise rumbles downstairs in the middle of the night. Your heart races as you tiptoe in the dark and see a flashlight beam scanning the walls of your home. That's when you're glad your gun has a laser max sight. Everything changes when a pulsating green or red dot paints the chest of an intruder. And a featherweight, dependable laser max laser sight on your gun greatly assists in target acquisition and accurate firing in stressful situations. Laser max, the green or red lights that both mean stop. New shooters learn sight picture and Trigger control much faster with a laser max sight. Available for all popular guns for guide rod, accessory rail, side plate, or frame mounting. Made locally, Laser Max, the choice of law enforcement professionals. Laser Max. When a second shot isn't an option, visit lasermax.com. 
Avon Gun and Hunting Supply, a locally owned and operated gun shop here for your hunting needs. With changes in New York State laws, they'll work with you to fulfill your needs. Open from 10 a.m. Tuesday through Saturday, Avon Gun, East Main Street, next to Tompkins Community Bank. This is Second Amendment Radio, locked and loaded on WYSL, AM 1040, FM 92.1, and FM 95.5 West. And we're back in with Eric Pratt from GOA. Eric, how are you? Doing great, guys. How are you doing? Well, we're still live up here. They haven't arrested us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Although they're trying their best. Good Lord. I mean, it's we're, we're, we're just being hit one right after another with all these uh, gun laws and proposed gun laws. It's terrible. Uh, what's going that's, on with with uh, with the fight there, Eric? <laughs> yeah, that, that's exactly how I feel. We're being hit from everywhere. I mean, it's kind of like if you remember the uh, '70s horror classic Dawn of the Dead, where <laughs> hell overflows oh, yeah. and and zombies are just coming out of the woodwork from everywhere. I mean, that's like the gun grabbers today. We're getting hit at the federal level with Biden imposing. Uh, you know, circumventing Congress and imposing gun control by himself. We're getting hit. Every single blue state in the country is just thumbing their nose and flipping the bird to the Supreme Court, and they're, uh, you know, imposing gun control. And so, you know, because they're blue states and, you know, overrun with anti-gun legislators, that the best action has been to go into the courts. And so, of course, we've done that in New York. We've done it in other states. And I tell you what, I mean, our legal team is stretched to the max right now. Uh, We're having some successes, but, I mean, they are absolutely stretched. I mean, you guys know we're, of course, our Anton Yuck case that we're involved in with you guys uh, has been relatively successful when when, uh, New York uh, ignored the Bruin case and then uh, repassed uh, you know, uh, restrictions on where you can carry. Uh, we took that to court. We, we won almost a hundred percent in the district court. We won maybe 50% in the appellate court. And so now we're making the decision. Do we go up to the Supreme court or back down to the district court? We're fighting other cases in other parts of the country that I think is going to help you guys. Uh, ultimately, although, you know, it, it, it's a long road. I mean, we are fighting background checks on ammunition purchases. Uh, by the way, great decision out of California where they struck that down in California. Uh, and our legal sources seem to think that they're not going to get a stay on that decision, which is really good news. But here's just real quickly the, the backdrop on that. Uh, California has their uh, ammo background checks just like you guys do. But the district court judge, we call him St. Benitez. Oh, this guy has been fantastic. He points out that, look, this is so ridiculous. First of all, it's unconstitutional. Secondly, you know, you already do background checks on on firearms purchases. So now you're going to do it on every round of ammo or every box of ammo, too. I mean, he goes, that would be like getting a credit check for a car. Uh, but then you've got to get a credit check every time you fill up the, the tank. You know, it's just, it's ridiculous. Like, great analogy. Thank you, St. Benitez. But then the part in his decision that I loved, and this is something we can use as a club in New York, uh, when, when the case came back down to him, California was supposed to show how 
their background checks on ammunition purchases was consistent with a historical tradition in this country. And so instead of, like, grabbing an example of where a gunsmith is checking with the sheriff in 1790 uh, to figure out if, if uh, you know, this gun purchase or ammo purchase uh, can go through. No, nothing like that, because, of course, nothing like that existed. Instead, California appeals to racist gun bans where persons of color, like, and, and here's the language from these laws, Negroes, mulattoes, and Indians are not allowed to purchase or possess firearms. That's what they appeal to, and Benitez calls them out, basically calls them a bunch of racists for supporting this gun control. That is a great moment in the fight for freedom in this country. Talking to Eric Pratt from GOA, and uh, Eric, I mean, this is Cloward Piven, and that's why we're spending so much time in court these days, because of uh, they're just trying to overwhelm us with litigation. Oh, you're absolutely right. Uh, you know, we're also involved in California, a, a case similar to what you guys have here, where they're just imposing all these restrictions on dealers. Uh, you know, in California, they've got to record, uh, you know, video record and audio record everything that goes on at a gun dealer's uh, place of business. But then in a lot of cases, that even includes the person's home, because that's where the dealers operate out of. So not only is this a very costly uh, uh, requirement. Uh, it's obviously a, an invasion of privacy, and uh, we're very hopeful in that case. I know you guys are dealing with similar uh, type restrictions there. Uh, you know, we're fighting their magazine uh, bans in California, uh, similar to what you guys are, are dealing with there. So, you know, California and, and New York are kind of the bookends to the country, and so fighting one uh, can help benefit the other, especially if any of these cases ultimately rise to the Supreme Court. New, New York already took care of the uh, the home uh, gun dealers uh, uh, years ago. They under, shut under most Clinton. of them down. Under Clinton, they had the BATF stopped uh, home dealers from selling uh, because the zoning. zoning they used the zoning yep. uh, angle to stop them if, from selling out of their homes. If you yeah. weren't uh, zoned properly, you were shut down. Yeah. So we've already had that round. Well, Eric, the, this business with the uh, let's talk about ammunition, background checks on ammunition. We've got mass exoduses here out of uh, New York State heading down to PA, down to Pennsylvania, uh, Vermont, New Hampshire, Ohio. There, you know, people are taking off from the state of New York and buying ammo out of out of state because they're not going to fill out or have anything to do with this new procedure that the state has. you got to give them all this private information when you buy a box of ammo, and people won't give that information out. You know, your Social Security number, uh, what, you, what you do for a living, multiple things. Anyway, bottom line is they're forming full dossiers, in New York, and they're admitting it. The New York State Police is forming dossiers on all of us in the state of New York, us ammunition buyers, and they really have no business doing that. And, and that's the danger here. One of these days they're going to decide to – Make the rounds and just start collecting, you know. We're, we're and we're concerned about that. What they might try to do here in the state of New York. Well, that's a valid yeah. concern, and isn't it interesting that uh, these gun grabbers, wherever they may be, in the White House, uh, there in New York, they are always about registration. Uh, and, and you know, long gone are the days when the argument was just about. Uh, you know, safety and kind of the misguided notion that, oh, by controlling these weapons, that would somehow control crime. What you really see is this is a total 
power play. I mean, they're trying to kick the right off of social media because they don't like what we say, so they don't uh, adhere to the First Amendment. Uh, they're trying to ban our firearms and register the firearms, as you were pointing out, for a later roundup. And look, that that's historical. You look at countries all around the uh, the world. You look at New York City, yeah. uh, which had its own gun ban, uh, then reg uh, or first registration, then gun ban, and then where they collected uh, firearms. So, I mean, th th this is something that hits very close to home, but it's all about control. I mean, gun control is all it, it's not just about the guns it is about controlling people they don't like our speech they don't like our ability to resist which by the way that's the heller decision the heller decision said that the ultimate purpose of the second amendment is to resist tyranny yes. i mean that's you know that that's the, the final straw and of course you know we have elections we have our freedom to speech uh, et cetera, et cetera. But if the left wants to take that all away, then guess what we're left with to resist tyranny? We're talking to Eric Pratt from GOA on Second Amendment Radio. And Eric, one of the things we got to figure out how to deal with is the defiance. And you uh, uh, referenced it earlier in this conversation. When when we win, the states simply ignore the Supreme Court decisions. Yeah, you know, hence the reason a lot of people have been encouraging on the border issue uh, the Texas governor to just ignore uh, the Supreme Court the way the left ignores the Supreme Court when it comes to the Second Amendment. Uh, you know, that's the thing. We, we, we <laughs> as, as people who are conservatives and rule of law, you know, we, the, the law is important to us and we want to abide by the law. And uh, yet the other side is clearly not, uh, because here, you know, the Bruin decision, a, a solidly constitutional and historical decision, and then you've got, you know, Hochul saying things like, uh, you know, uh, you know, we don't respect the justices. We want to take you back to muskets. <laughs> right. You know, you, you can't even reason, uh, you know, with somebody like that. So, uh, you know, ultimately, uh, I lo look forward to the day when uh, these clowns can be held personally uh, responsible for, uh, you know, their uh, defiance against uh, the rule of law. Yeah, well, that's it. And we've got an out of control uh, in New York State. Anyway, these Democrats are totally out of control. Every other day they got a new scam to take our guns away and restrict our Second Amendment. And the thing is, the latest thing here is in New York, and I guess on a federal level, they're saying if three or more of us meet at a range and do some kind of training and have some kind of a structure, we're paramilitary now, and they're going to make that a felony, basically, if they catch uh, you know, a group of people training, just doing some basic training. And the Second Amendment is there for that reason, if need be, to use force to take out bad government people. If need, you know, That's what it, they designed it for initially. You know, so... Uh, and, and they're going to make it a crime now if you if you get caught in the, in uh, at uh, some of these uh, gun ranges or gun uh, clubs. Uh, they're going to try to make it a, a, a felony. They're going to put some narcs in there. You know they yeah. will. Oh yeah, they're going to go undercover and try to uh, bust people. So that's the latest move for the Democrat Party. They're getting nervous. There must be. They're scared about something. You know, because we're on to them now. The left, yeah. Remind the left of their own history that it was the deacons for the uh, defense during the civil rights era 
who, uh, you know, while they were obviously doing peaceful protests, they, the deacons for defense, were armed and protecting themselves against abusive cops and the KKK. And, uh, you know, that's a, a very important part. In fact, even at that time, the NAACP would uh, denounce uh, attempts to disarm them. I mean, boy, they've done a complete flip now, right, because they're one of the biggest supporters of gun control. Uh, but that's what I mean, that, you know, some of this history has been lost. You know, you have people like Condoleezza Rice. God bless her. She talks openly about how her father uh, during the, the 1950s, uh, during that era in the early 60s, would take his shotgun and with other black men in the neighborhood, they would patrol the neighborhood at night to protect the residents there in the neighborhood. Um, I mean, you know, now, was that an armed militia? Well, you know, today the left would look at that and say, ooh, people gathering together with arms, you know, that, that's a militia. But look, that's what resisting tyranny looks like. That's what it's all about. And so, you know, we need to just keep throwing that back in, you know, in the Hochul's, the faces of people like Hochul and Biden and, you know, the, the tyrant New Mexico Grisham that just think that they can, you know, just uh, with the stroke of a pen, uh, take our rights away and decree large areas of land in the state to be off limits to protecting yourself. That's outrageous. Well, they, they want to have that ability now to arrest you. If three or four are at the range, say, shooting or doing some kind of a maneuver, basic one-on-one sandbox, uh, home protection, uh, you know, protect an area, that type of thing. You're doing military maneuvers, and they want to have that ability to arrest you right on the spot, confiscate your guns, and nail you with a felony charge. And this probably shut down the gun range, too. Oh, yeah. This will give them it. a way to get into the gun range. You'll see, and they can send their spies in there. And they'll use it. And Hoka, will, our governor, this uh, misfit uh, queen we have, she'll send the state police uh, undercover agents to, to nail our guys like they're trying to do at the gun shops. You know, trying to bust them. Oh, by the way, uh, the uh, Bucky Beaver there in, yeah. uh, in Albany is not, is not above paying bounties. I mean, oh, yeah. she, the, you know, with the yeah. red flag laws Absolutely. And, yeah. and with, uh, uh, with um, oh, boy, yeah, a fin- senior moment. I yeah, just, fin- just lost yeah. it. Fink, but, uh, Finkin, uh, you know, squeal on your neighbor and they'll give you a reward, you know, type of thing, yeah. Oh, the, abor- the abortion clinics. Yeah. They're, they're paying uh, bounties to new abortion clinics. Yeah. I'm sorry, go ahead, Eric. Typically, well, I was going to say, typically what you end up seeing is that really people who are going through these exercises truly are about defense, but then... FBI or other agencies will infiltrate. They will try to incite people. I mean, remember that whole story about Governor Whitmer in Michigan and the four people that uh, supposedly were plotting to kidnap her, et cetera, et cetera? Well, ultimately, they they were all acquitted because it was the FBI agent that was doing the inciting. And uh, so they were completely acquitted because, you know, let's face it, that is not what law-abiding gun owners are about. We are about self-defense, not, you know, kidnapping government officials, uh, be, you know, be it they, they be leftists. You know, if they've been lawfully elected, we, we respect the rule of law. And so, you know, it's, uh, yeah, that, that's one thing people have to be very careful about is these government agents infiltrating and, you know, suggesting, hey, why don't we do this or why don't we do that? Boy, you got to be really on your guard. Yeah, wow. Go- Governor Whitmer, that was the, the, the four guys wearing come and, come and take it T-shirts and nine Phoebes. 
Yeah. <laughs> That's what the conspiracy was. Well, anyway, Eric, and wrapping it up with you today, Gun Owners of America, how does one join Gun Owners of America, and uh, how does one contribute, especially to these multiple lawsuits, uh, these gunfights you guys are in the middle of? I mean, unbelievable how many gunfights there are. It's not, it doesn't, it's not going to end. We're going to get more and more and more the way they're going. But go ahead. Well, we do, we definitely need the grassroots help. I mean, the reason that we can fight all these lawsuits is because of the grassroots helping, and any contribution, no matter how small, is helpful because it all adds up. So go to gunowners.org. Uh, you can uh, just make a contribution. You can sign up to be a member so that we can keep you informed. You can become a Patriot member, which is a, a monthly contributor or a life member uh, for $1,000. So there's different levels uh, but all to say, we need you guys to walk alongside of us because we can't fight this alone. And certainly sign up for our free email alerts because we, you know, the, the more people we have responding and putting the heat on legislators, the louder voice we have in Congress and in Albany. Yeah. Well, and these lawsuits cost a lot of money, thousands and thousands of dollars to, to uh, maintain our rights or to get, take back the rights that have been taken away from us. It's a major deal. So, absolutely. Well, yep. thanks a lot for the help. Appreciate you joining us again, and uh, we'll look forward to the next round with you here. Sounds great, guys. Thanks, thanks, a lot. thanks for all you do there, yeah, uh, Eric. Say hi to your dad, and uh, we'll I sure will. God bless. Thanks. thanks. God bless you. Bye bye. Bye bye. Yep, Eric Pratt, Gun Owners of America. So, if you can give us a hand, folks, so we're trying to raise money to fight these lawsuits, and we're spending our money. You're spending your money. Fighting the state of New York is an example that's using your tax money against you, against us. They're using our tax money to fight us on these bogus voodoo, unconstitutional gun laws that they're passing, ramming down our throats. And they will not deal with the criminal element in the state of New York. The Democrat Party's protecting criminal gun crimes throughout the state of New York. Protecting them, it's Democrat they're using crime. them. Yeah, they're using right. them yeah. to get to get to us. Well, they are protecting them because us, they're so afraid yeah. of the people. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. They're they're, yeah. they're spooked about us because they know we're gonna. There's a limit to where we say it's that's what It's uh, yeah. Kathy Hochul's brown shirts. Yes, and her shock troops. All right, more to come on Second Amendment Radio on the WYSL stations. But the smell of her don't you feel like a crime? Don't you feel like As Americans, we build a nation by hacking homes and civilization out of the wilderness. Through sheer will and determination, we tamed the outdoors over two centuries, paving the way for unparalleled success and prosperity. It's in this spirit, Crosman Arms invites you to take it outside. Drag your kids away from the computer and the TV. Rediscover the beauty and joy of nature. Have fun. Combat obesity and a sedentary life. Take it outside. An exhortation from the Crosman Arms family of brands. Crosman Air Guns, Crosman Soft Air, Centerpoint Precision Optics, and the newest Crosman Archery. Crosman. Routes 5 and 20 East Bloomfield. Visit Crosman.com. WISL. Rock on Harley Davidson and Rock on Power Sports, West Henrietta Road. Shop the greatest selection of legendary Harleys and save big on a wide array of used bikes. And Rock on Power Sports has rides from Honda, Kawasaki, and Yamaha. Rock on has a helpful staff to save you big money. 
The Rock On Service Department has expert technicians and a great supply of parts to get and keep you on two wheels. WYSL listeners get $500 off used motorcycles while supplies last. Rock On has side-by-sides, ATVs, and jet boats, too. Anything that's fun and goes fast. On and off-road and on the water, shop the all-new Rock On first. Rock On Harley-Davidson and Rock On Motorsports, 2600 West Henrietta Road. Open Tuesday through Saturday. Call 424-2120. Visit rockonharleydavidson.com. W-Y-S-L. Avon Gun and Hunting Supply, a locally owned and operated gun shop here for your hunting needs. With changes in New York State laws, they'll work with you to fulfill your needs. Open from 10 a.m. Tuesday through Saturday, Avon Gun, East Main Street, next to Tompkins Community Bank. You're listening to the Second Amendment Radio Show on WYSL. Back here with the Second Amendment show, and in this segment we have that Second Amendment and Civil Rights Attorney Paloma Capana. Paloma, how are you? Good Monday morning. Good, yeah, absolutely. It's actually uh, here. It's good because there's no snow. Yeah, it's going to be in the fifties <laughs> for the rest of the week. It's going to be nice. Excellent. So we'll take it. Yes, absolutely. So how's it going? Busy. I've just completed an amicus brief going into the United States Supreme Court in a January 6th case. I have one day to try to recover things, and then tomorrow I start on the fourth application to the United States Supreme Court in Gazzola versus Hochul. <laughs> yep, the fourth round. Wow. Yes. Wow. All right, so now, seeing you brought that up, what was the main mission of that lawsuit, Paloma? In other words, you got the, this case. What, what's the uh, gist of the case for a minute? Let's yeah, spend quick, two quick or three minutes on that. Yeah, backtrack yeah. on that one a bit. In Gazzola versus Hochul, we are trying to keep the industry alive in New York. We are the only state in the country that in 2022 suffered a governor jamming through a bill package that included laws designed to put dealers and firearms out of business. Yeah. Okay. That's basically that's Short it. And sweet. That, yeah, that says <laughs> it right there. That's it. That's 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 dead on, dead on. So uh, yeah. one attempt after another attempt to get justice here to save these uh, gun yeah. shops that are under intense pressure now. Many of them are folding, as uh, we've talked about on a number of occasions. Throughout the state of New York, they're just throwing the towel in and giving up because it's not worth doing business here, here in the state of New York. It's just too complicated, and you're potentially uh, setting yourself for some kind of a criminal charge, even though uh, yeah, yeah, this is this is where we yeah. are now. And, this is crazy, and that's yeah. and that's really the rub is there. These are licensed businesses, licensed at the federal level, and concurrently required in New York to be licensed at the state level. These are people who do background checks. These are people who have no criminal record. I mean, the, the qualifications to become a dealer in firearms at the federal level, which is your, your first step, are very serious. You also have ATF oversight. You have interface periodically with the FBI if there is a crime that has been committed that requires your knowledge or your camera video or contact that you've had with someone who is a criminal. And 
there's just a lack of appreciation for what a dealer does on a day-to-day basis when it comes to Albany. Our dealers right now are going through yet another round of the New York State Police Joint Terrorism Task Force members coming into their stores, waving around a 31-point checklist. The new script that they are telling us is, oh, this is just a survey to go (laughs) to Letitia James. Yeah. uh Nothing is going to happen as a result of this. But at the same time, these JTTF, plainclothes officers who don't even want our customers to know that they're coming in to do this, are saying, we can't shut you guys down. We need you. Most of our tips come from you. Well, okay, guys, you want to show a little love? I have this to say to the new superintendent of the New York State Police. Come be an amicus on our case. That's all I have to say. Don't come walking into my dealers statewide, whether they're my clients, my colleagues, or somebody I don't even know. If they have an FSL, don't be hassling these guys. Don't be threatening them with criminal arrest. Come to learn what they're doing and join our lawsuit. Shut the governor down. Yeah. Can you you imagine what it would be like in her office if that were to ever come to pass? Not that it's likely. Well, you never know what goes on in the background in big cases. Yeah. You know, politics is a beast that I'm glad I don't know. And the state of New York did withdraw their motion to dismiss our case after the Second Circuit ruling. So in Godola versus Hochul, we are about to pivot into discovery. The state will be answering our complaint, and we will be moving the case forward to discovery. This is the really new step for any of the Second Amendment support universe in New York, because none of this that we are about to do happened after the Safe Act. None of those cases went into discovery or towards a trial or into a merit decision phase. So... Control is already further down the road than anybody for the last 15 years in New York. And we welcome the opportunity to bring this through to win that declaration that these laws are unconstitutional. Yeah, De- yeah, definitely. And, and, you know, back to the gun shops as far as their uh, presence in a community. They're the first line of community defense. They're protecting yeah. the public, these gun shops. And they're being persecuted and prosecuted and harassed and harangued now. What is going on here? You know? Yeah. So this and is it. Many people will say, you know, a criminal doesn't fill out a form ATF uh, four four seven three. That is not true. <laughs> I just I just want to make sure that if you know if if you're not a gun owner, if you haven't been into a gun store environment or gone through the background check process yourself. You would be surprised if you spent time hanging out with a dealer and a cup of coffee for about a half an hour, how many criminals they say no. They say no, whether it's even an ammunition purchase. Guy walks into a dealer, wants a couple boxes of 9 millimeter. Dealer doesn't recognize the guy. Hmm, that's a handgun round. How you, by the way, you got a permit? Just, you know, don't know you, happy to get to meet you. And our men and women of the gun store industry are the smartest, most intuitive personality type. They know. They know. 
And they will say no. They will put in the call to the ATF. They will alert local law enforcement. They will have those officers come into their store, look at the video, give the description any day of the week. And that is not something that is required by law. Let me be clear how much we do every day because we are the front line of defense, not the police officer. Yeah, these gun shop owners are members of their community. They support little league teams, scout troops. Uh, You know them. They go to church with you. Their kids go to school with your kids. I mean, the, 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 the gun shop owners are no threat to society. It's ridiculous. Well, they're legitimate businesses. And, and, and again, yeah. they're the first line of defense in the community. They keep an eye on things. And uh, we need them. But we're losing them. It's business. We all know that. City Council told <laughs> and, us that. Yeah, that's right. And, yeah. and let's not forget all the special taxes that get collected that actually support conservation efforts throughout the state. Yeah. Exactly. So this Absolutely. downtick in sales, as well, is also hurting conservation. So if you are a tree hugger and you say, oh, hunting is the only thing that's okay, hey, I got news for you. All that sales tax is walking out of state. And you think these lands are going to be protected? You think the fish are going to be restocked? You think the DEC is going to be there counting the whitetail and studying whatever diseases are affecting them? I have news for you. We are part of what pays that bill. Well, the because of this, this uh, ammunition background check, we covered that briefly earlier on the show, but we just had Eric Pratt on earlier. Anyway, the uh, bottom line is we're losing millions of dollars of tax revenue off of ammunition yes. because uh, the, of that background check, because it's intrusive. It's none of the New York State Police's business who we are, all the specifics on us from our social security number to, what was it, five or six or seven things they're asking. It's none of their business, period. And people won't give it, so they're going to, I was just down in Pennsylvania a couple of days ago. Uh, there's a lot of New Yorkers going down to PA buying ammo and other things. And so our gun shops are losing that revenue. And the state of New York's losing that revenue, tax revenue. Go ahead. Yeah. And let's make sure people yeah. understand the $2.50 being collected by dealers right now for ammunition is not in support of any conservation or New York State agency regarding our beautiful wildlife in New York. That is simply going to the New York State police to fund the unconstitutional background check. Yeah, that's it. So, all right, so we covered that. Now, uh, the short version... Of the Antioch case, what did we gain? Just a short version, and let's go into January 6th because we wanted to cover that today. It's your main reason for being on our show today, so let's cover that. So what's the Antioch case? What did we just gain? Antioch focuses on the Concealed Carry Improvements Act, the CCIA, and the number one Second Circuit decision outcome that is helpful to you as a concealed carry permit holder is that you can now move about the state of New York where you are going to private property open to the public and you do not have to disarm to your vehicle to complete things like going to the gas station, pumping gas, walking in to get the receipt and going back to your car. There are more than 75, however, sensitive areas And 
those did not fare as well at the Second Circuit. Stay tuned. That will be appealed. Stay tuned. That case will go forward into a merits decision phase as well. So the fight is far from over, whether it's the Gazzola case or the Antonia case. What we have now gotten through is the Second Circuit ruling on each of our requests for preliminary injunctions, and we move forward from there. All right. All right, very good. All right, January 6th. Why are we going to be talking about it today? What, what's this got to do with, uh, generally speaking, our Constitution, our Bill of Rights, our Second Amendment, especially Second Amendment issues? What is going on here with this January 6th event and not an insurrection? So go ahead. Where are we? What, what, do, you have, what do you have going now? We're just going to spotlight today the federal lawsuit, U.S. v. Fisher. F-I-S-C-H-E-R, go to the U.S. Supreme Court website, search for it. Today is the deadline day for amicus briefs from persons supporting Mr. Fisher. The issue before the court that is on for a merits decision, so you will see it advance to oral arguments and to an actual written decision of the court, is whether a specific charge leveled against more than 300 defendants, was proper when brought by the DOJ. Now, obviously, Mr. Fisher's position is it was not. My absolute position the last three years is that it was bogus from the beginning. I mean, I'll just put it into plain English, just stepping out of my lawyer hat for a moment. This charge under 18 U.S.C. Section 1512, subparagraph C2, which the Department of Justice keeps shorthanding into obstruction, obstruction of Congress, obstruction of justice, is simply false. It was part of Sarbanes-Oxley. It is geared against white-collar criminals, including those who come before Congress and obstruct hearings and proceedings, and Congress refers over to the AG for the AG to prosecute under statutes like 1512 It simply sounds good. This is why DOJ did it. You know, Attorney Michael Schur went out of the U.S. DOJ, made clear from the beginning they were on a campaign of shock and awe to charge as many people as possible before the inauguration to scare the American public away from going to Washington, D.C., and to charge people with a 20-year felony charge. And, And that's the political kabuki theater of this charge. So glad the U.S. Supreme Court accepted cert in this case, and it gave us a chance to submit an amicus brief with a study of 18 related cases in which the judges used, I'm sad to say, their opinions as a personal editorial to go against the mob, the rioters, the insurrectionists, and the horde. Those are four of the words they repeatedly use throughout their decisions. Okay. Wow. All right. And also to ingratiate themselves with uh, whoever, you know, whatever political alignment they have. I mean, the, those, the, 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 of course, the, the terrible cost that this imposes on the January 6th defendants for these, you know, trivial and contrived crimes in, in, in many cases is horrific. 
Yeah, they were destroyed lives. Well, and they they arrested these people. Paloma, you covered it on a past show a while ago. You know, they put them in a basically a dungeon. Uh, sometimes no running water. They couldn't even brush their teeth. Yeah. They couldn't uh, take a shower. They couldn't. It was just they're treating them, mistreating them. Some were beat up by the guards. I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on yeah. there in that prison, and that. Uh, and that's another whole subject for a whole show on yeah, that. Where's, where's yeah. uh, what, Amnesty International or whatever that group is? Oh, please. Political yeah. prisoners? They're, they're on the side of the January 6th tormentors. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good Sadly, way to say it. Sadly, yeah. those who already were raising complaints against the Washington, D.C. prisons, yeah. where a number of the January 6th prisoners were detained, took a very negative tack against the January 6th prisoners raising condition issues. It's really, I think, a, a little bit more complicated social dynamic than we can cover in the show. Mm. But what I would say, particularly because of the brief I have just written, is these decisions really evidence a kind of a fatigue in judges that I have never seen before. If I were to say any one thing just one out of my list, just one thing I wish had been done differently from the, the beginning that could have contributed to a much greater outcome along normal criminal prosecution path. The cases should not have been consolidated into Washington, D.C. They would have been spread across the country. And just by natural statistical, you know, the, the way the universe rolls, that would have spread the load across the entire judiciary. Instead, all cases got consolidated in D.C. The judges were completely overwhelmed. No staff was added because these cases got consolidated to one small district court. They did not even have physical courtrooms big enough. In the case, for example, of the Oath Keepers, 25 defendants by the time the DOJ got done. They did not even have courtrooms big enough to have the defendants and their attorneys present physically exercising their right to bear witness in the same courtroom. And you'd hear it as I dialed into these different case updates with the judges uh, that they would put on the speakerphone, and about 100 people, plus or minus, were, you know, dialing in, news reporters, et cetera. And you'd hear it as, as the last three years went along. You'd hear it in the tone of the judges that they were having to deal even with logistics. And yeah. I think that means that these decisions, this particular group of decisions, the most litigated charge of any of the charges, because it is false, is that, this is where the judge's energy went. This is where their personal frustration with the entire situation got channeled. But it means that they simply lost their mind in these decisions. You know, they're saying this is how we should evaluate an indictment in one paragraph, and they're, and they're citing to the right precedent, but the whole rest of the decision just falls apart with their personal opinion in it. Okay, now... This amicus brief you just you just submitted, and uh, officially that went in today, then apparently or tomorrow. Today, yeah. Today, today's, okay. Today's deadline. Today's today was deadline, that. Bill. All right, now. <laughs> today's it. Uh, just a a couple points, main points you put in that. Why would you do that? Why did you do that? Uh, 
what's in it. Just a couple of main points because we're almost out of time. We've got three minutes left. So go ahead. And then we have to cover your website so, so our listeners can check your material. Go ahead. Yes. So the Anarchist Brief, you'll be able to have downloaded for free by the time the show airs this evening. And you can have a, a look at it yourself. It is exactly what we have been discussing, kind of from top to bottom. What it also shows where I think there's some value to any American who wants to look themselves, what are the charges? This is a study of defendants in 18 cases, including all of the 26 charges brought against them in different configurations. Nothing like this has been done yet. Concerning the January 6th defendants, it was a tremendous undertaking, just a huge amount of moving parts, including even how Council Press and I would manage to do the appendix to the brief showing the pure data grid of each one of these defendants. First name, last name, a human person, and the charges that they are facing. There's not a single person who faced only one charge. So... For those of you out there who are saying, you know, throw the book at them, I wish to show you and reassure you, even if the defendants win, even if this one charge gets stricken, CBS News says 327 defendants would be affected, nobody's walking free. There will still be accountability. But if we do not restore the proper criminal process of how prosecutors go after individuals, some of whom did nothing more than stand on the grass. We are never going to have a robust First Amendment again. Yeah, this is... If you value free speech, if you value assembly, if you value saying whatever is on your mind on social media, you had better get behind Mr. Fisher and track this important U.S. Supreme Court case. Gotcha. Very good. Okay, now, your material... Your your website. What's what? Give us that information. Two am patriot.com, The digit two am because I'm up till all hours of the night worrying about this stuff. Two am patriot.com. Lots of free materials. E blasts are free, and then I have a few publications about January sixth about the New York CCIA uh, that are available. Use code WYSL. Appreciate it. All right. Well, thank you Good very deal. much for joining nice. us. Cool. Yeah, thank you. Great material, and uh, somebody's uh, looking after. You're t- attempting to get some truth brought out and uh, some justice, and we don't seem yeah. to have a lot of that these days, either one. So thank you very much for joining us. <coughs> we'll catch you soon. Thanks, Paul. Thank you. Take care. Stay well, everyone. Take care. You too. Take care. Bye-bye. Yep, so we've got these lawsuits going, folks, uh, earlier, Gazzola and uh, Antioch case and uh, others, a bunch of cases we've had, taking the state of New York to court, and they're sitting on a Second Circuit District right now, sitting on a couple of big cases, and we're looking at trying to get back into the Supreme Court, and Paloma's putting together some material now to get back into the Supreme Court. We can't let our, the government shut down our gun shops, destroy mm-hmm. our gun shops, that are doing a, a that are actually doing legitimate business daily. They're not on any criminal radar screen, just like us pistol permit holders are not on any criminal radar screen. And of course, what do the Democrats go after? 
pistol permit holders, and the gun shops, of course, and guns in no. general, and ammunition now. And they will not deal with their own criminal element, the uh, criminal uh, Democrat gun crimes in the city of Rochester and throughout the state of New York. They're they will not touch it. They're doing it for the right. children. Yeah. So we need some help. If you can, you can send a check our way to GOA New York, GOANYS.com, GOANYS.com. Check out our website. And our P.O. Box is P.O. Box 25532, Rochester, New York, 14625. That's P.O. Box 25532, Rochester, New York, 14625. That's uh, Gun Owners of America, New York. And on a national level, level GOA, send a, them a check if you can send them a check because they've got the multiple uh, gunfights pending, so to speak, here. Second Amendment fights. And, uh, you know, we need your help because we have to fight it. We cannot let them steamroll us here. And uh, we're at the point of the spear. We've got scope backing us here on these lawsuits, giving us help. Uh, the 1791 Society out of Buffalo has been giving us a hand through their members. Their members are helping us. Uh, the Federation, uh, Ulster County Federation of Gun Clubs, uh, they're helping us along the Hudson. The groups, all the gun clubs down along the Hudson, all the way in the, the edge of New York City has been giving us a hand. So we're, we're raising this money, and we need money to continue on. We figured this next round, bank of lawsuits, we're going to need another ten grand or so. This is ridiculous. We're spending our money to fight for what, what we should have, our constitutional rights. We shouldn't be fighting for it. They're using this money's being well money. spent. Uh, yeah. You know, I got to tell you, for ten grand, you don't get much in in terms of litigation these days. Well, that's so the fact yeah. that, that this action is going forward with that kind of money <clears throat> tells you this is a wise investment. It's, oh yeah, it's amazing. I, I remember uh, <coughs> several attorneys approached the NRA, I believe, about lawsuits. Yeah, and they were they're charging. They were going to charge two million dollars. Oh, of course, yeah. Yeah, so ten thousand. While I know a lot of you think that's a lot of money, it's nothing compared to what uh, lawsuits from attorneys who are disinterested and they're just doing it for their own uh, their own normal charges. Well, with us, with these cases here, we have basically the ten, the primarily uh, the ten cases here in New York State. We have got about a million dollars tied up with it total, with it, all ten. Roughly cases here, so freedom ain't, of, freedom ain't cheap, folks. Yeah. Couple of other sponsors. One is Northside Salvage Yard, three eight one nine six six seven three eight one nine six six seven. Area code five eight five. Guaranteed used tires, guaranteed uh, parts. Uh, give you cash for junkers. Uh, Jerome's Auto, four eight two five five seven three four eight two five five seven three. Car repairs, truck repairs, pretty much anything to do with vehicles, they'll handle. Jerome's Auto, they're located at 701 Atlantic Avenue. And uh, that's anything off wrapping up. Until next week, same bad time, same bad channel. Keep your powder dry. God bless and yeehaw!